What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Fusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, your Miami Dolphins took a trip uh, up to the Northeast to face the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. It was billed as a potential Super Bowl preview, a litmus test, a measuring stick. Uh, and the Dolphins came up short, losing to the Eagles 31-17. to Now, they're still in first place in the AFC East because earlier in the day, the Buffalo Bills lost to the New England Patriots, who the Dolphins will host this weekend. Um, but... Uh, a lot of concern, a lot of thoughts about the Dolphins coming up short against another elite team or uh, a playoff caliber team in a playoff type atmosphere. Um, again, uh, rough day, uncharacteristic day for the offense, season low in points, yards, first downs. As a matter of fact, seven of those 17 points the Miami scored well, actually came from the defense via a pick six. Um, the defense showing life. But, but at, after, after a bad face, the face mask call that was, you know, kind of ignored, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was kind of ball, a ball don't lie moment. Ball gods, you know, coming in. Um, but on, on the defensive side, the defense, to their credit, forcing two turnovers, the big touchdown that tied the game at 17. After that, uh, Philly scored 14 unanswered points. Um, but again, just not the type of performance uh, Dolphins fans expected to see against uh, an elite opponent. Now, there are a lot of things to factor into this loss, one being that Miami was shorthanded. Now, I am not using that as an excuse, just putting it all in its proper context. Uh, the Dolphins were with uh, – they started the game without two of their starting five uh, – two of their five starting offensive linemen, left tackle for Armstead, Connor Williams. They were out – Four plays into the game on offense, uh, left guard as I went Isaiah Wynn injured his quad. He was just placed on IR today, which means he's going to be out for at least four weeks. So three offensive linemen down. You're without Xavier Howard, who's not playing without a groin injury. You're also without uh, um, Jalen Ramsey, who's not yet ready to come off of IR and play. So you know you have to put that all in context. Uh, the Dolphins they were down by 14 early. They tied the game up, but obviously uh, the Eagles separated late in that game. I know a lot of people are talking about all of the Dolphins' frauds. Are they legit, still legit contenders? I will say this. I'm not going to go as far to say that the Dolphins are, are frauds. Like, I don't I don't believe in that. I mean, when you've done, again, they're 5-2 they're and two, through seven games. When you've done some of the things that they've done, especially on offense, I think that you definitely deserve, um, you definitely deserve credit and praise and attention for that. I will say, though, we're now seeing this is the second game, as I said before, against on the road against a playoff team from last year against a quality, like a against a legit playoff type opponent where they've fallen short. And we've seen kind of a similar script where they're losing in the trenches. They're not able to get enough stops on defense against an elite quarterback. And it does concern me because, again, these are the types of games that they're going to need to win. These are the types of opponents they're going to need to beat. Um, the reason why, and I, in my opinion, the reason why we're not so much having this conversation about teams like the Bills, even though they're four and three and they just had a bad loss to the Patriots, um, the 49ers who have dropped two games in a row, or even the Chiefs who have started off, I mean, they've won six straight games, but they haven't looked like the Chiefs, especially more so on offense. But all those teams have kind of a recent track record of, performing, performing in high stakes games, performing in the playoffs. 
The Dolphins are still a young team. They're kind of a fresh new team on the block. They haven't really proven themselves in that regard. Now, do I think that this is still a very good team? Yes. I still think this team is going to, I think they're definitely going to go to the playoffs. And I still think they're going to win the division. However, um, as we said, or as I said, after the Bills game, the standard has changed. You know, the expectations have changed. I already had very high expectations for them, you know, entering the season. And then when you start off winning your first couple of games and in the fashion that you are, you know, I expect them to be able to compete against the Eagles. Now, I rewatched the game. I don't think that it was as bad as, you know, the score, the final score suggests. I don't think it was a I don't think that they're that far away from the Eagles or from the elite teams. Um, I would like to see them get some of their guys back, especially Jalen Ramsey, who could make his debut this Sunday at home. Um, I'd like to see them get Xavier Howard back, kind of have that defense at full strength, get some of those offensive linemen back, and then really see where they are. And I think in the coming weeks, we will get a more representative view of the entire team as a whole. Um, But again, you got to show that you are able to beat these teams and play in these environments. And so far, the Dolphins haven't. Well, the... There were a lot of things when that game the night. I was going to say I didn't even mention the penalties. And I I'm not, yeah, I, I'm not even going to get. I wasn't even going to start there. Yeah, I was just going to start with the simple fact of the Eagles have arguably the best offensive and defensive line combination in the league. The Dolphins won't play a better combination and the play. The you, rest of the season. And you've got yeah, and you start off the game, you're down two starters. Okay, you've played that way. And then really early, you lose another interior lineman. That's like you go, you know, to it's Philly, so we're gonna use this one. It's like going in a fight with Joe Frazier, and you got a really upset stomach. Guess what? You're gonna get hit in the middle, and it's and it's gonna hurt, and you're just gonna get you're going to get overwhelmed. You're gonna do well to kind of stay even in the fight, and that's what I saw happening early on. They it, with the offense, it was like. The Dolphins can do all these kinds of things, but football, it's its still football. If if you get blown up from the middle out, forget it. You, what, whatever you're trying to do, it's it's going it's going to work a low percentage of the time. And that's what happened. And uh, you know, so and then yeah, they weren't they weren't helped uh by some, you know, really uh, ticky tack officiating. I'm not you know, I know I'm 56. I'm, I but, understand. I, I understand. But, some, but, some I, but sometimes you got to be able to overcome it. I know. It was well, okay. very, yes. Yes. I understand that. But boy, it, it, and I'm not a fan of blaming the rest. Trust me. I, I there's a lot of times I think, yeah, OK, maybe that wasn't a great call. But you kind of put yourself in a situation where you were victimized by the bad call. The, the two calls that jump out at me. Um, out of all of them that night, that really, it's really two to jump out were the face mask on the fourth down that was missed. Yeah. I mean, which I was like, how, how do you, how do you, yeah, there's seven people on the field. The ref I saw right. at regular motion. I'm going, that's got, that's got to be a flag, right? Yeah. <laughs> Some kind of flag, you know, but, yeah, but it did, but like we said before, it did, it did get kind of corrected with the pick six right after that. So it's like, yeah, right. okay, yeah, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's a karma thing. You kind of, kind of the because because the play before that because the play before that. I mean, the Dolphins. Took, I mean, the Dolphins made their own share of mistakes. You know, 
regardless. Right. I mean, Tyreek Hill and dropped I'll, the, and I'll also right say, there look, touchdown, the play before the, the no call. So, I mean, right. okay. uh, they, they made their share of mistakes as well. Again, that that's a situation where, you know, you're not you're not playing that fourth down if you make the right play on third down. And then, but, okay, that that call, and then the uh, the call on Christian Wilkins, Wilkins that extended a touchdown drive. That, yeah. that was just, come on. I understand you want to protect the quarterback. Come on, but come on now. Yeah, it, it, there were there were some there were that some was, very questionable those are the only calls. two. Yeah. Th- those are the two that stood out to me. Okay, everything else is like okay. I mean, yeah. there was there was also on Tua's interception late, which really was like the turning point because after that the Eagles went on a six minute drive that ended with a touchdown. Um, McDaniel, I mean, neither McDaniel nor Tua wanted to talk about the officiating or whatnot. But but McDaniel, if you and I had to actually see the clip again, he did kind of insinuate that. He wasn't very pleased with a no the no call on Mostert on that interception. He said, I thought that uh essentially he said that it appeared the refs thought it was a legal a legal contact or whatnot. And he's pretty much saying that hey, well, the refs said it was, but I don't necessarily think that was. Right. There were some ticky tack calls, there were some questionable calls. Um but, but again, in but, that type of environment, sometimes I mean like everything's not gonna be served on you on a platter. I mean, you go oh, on the road, you go to Buffalo in, in 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 early July, you go to Kansas City in early July, like things aren't gonna be served on a platter for you. You have to sometimes okay. overcome it. And they still had opportunities to, I mean, they had the ball early in the fourth quarter with an opportunity to go there and tie the game. They had an opportunity to get multiple stops on a six minute or uh, was it six minutes or 10 minutes? What, how many, how many, it was 13 play, uh, 83 yard drive or whatever. They had multiple chances to get a stop and get the ball back in the hands of your offense. And they weren't able to do it. I know that there were a lot of stuff at play. I'm not, I'm not, but I'm not surprised they weren't able to get that. that. I'm not surprised they weren't able to get that stop. Your, your offense put up 10 points all night and really didn't, you know, sustain many drives. So I mean, yeah, I mean, so by by that point, gee, what's gee, what's going to happen? The, the, you think the running team might pound might pound you a little bit late in the game? I think so. That's going to happen. That's and, fair. And, and you know, like I said, you're, you know, they. I'm not, you know, I I think this I think this became not as fair a fight as we would have liked to have seen early on. I, I honestly think I I just. Once they lost another lineman, I was watching the game going, oh, this is just, this is not going to be good at all. And that's what happened for the next, you know, 50 something minutes. And, um, you know, did the Dolphins make mistakes? Yeah. And are the Dolphins as good as the Eagles right now? You can't say that they are. Um, I, and I think this was a case of, this was, you know, definitely a case of, you know, I think the Eagles are better. They were at home. It's a big atmosphere. Everybody was jacked up for this game on both sides. And um, I just think, yeah, the better team, the better team won. And, you know, even take out the officiating, uh, you know, I just think that, you know, the Eagles probably would have won it. The Eagles would have won anyway. But they, the Dolphins could not, you know, they had, the Eagles had control of the part of the field that you need to control to win a football game. Yeah. I mean, we both, we both picked the Eagles to win this game. And I said in large in part, because I don't think that they're going to be able to win the trenches. I think that on the deep, I I, I will say, I will say, I don't think it was all negative. Again, I rewatched the game. I actually left. I felt a little bit better about where the team stands compared to where I felt immediately after the game. Cause I think that for, you know, even though they gave up 31 points, I thought that that was probably the front sevens, 
I don't want to say it's their best game, but given the circumstances facing that type of unit, that type of offensive line, I thought the front seven played very well. Uh, you finally saw Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips together consistently getting some pressure on the quarterback. I thought right. that was David Long and Jerome yeah. Baker's best game as kind of inside linebackers working together. The secondary still leaves a lot to be desired. And again, you're essentially on your third and fourth string or your third and fourth cornerback. So you are going to give up some some plays. Um, but I, I think that there were some strides made, albeit in a loss. I thought that they did move the ball well. I mean, the first, uh, I guess the the second half, they moved the ball down the field. Outside of the final drop when the game was kind of over and two of them sacked twice, uh, they moved the ball down the field. It was like, all right, you have that one you have that one penalty that puts you back, a holding penalty. You can't overcome second and 18. Like, it's really hard to overcome the second 18 uh, or the third and 18, no matter how good the offense is. Um, they were to move the ball down the field. Obviously, we saw, um, you know, Tyreek drops. Really, I mean, that, that that's six. I mean, if he catches that pass before the face mask, that's six. Obviously, the, the no call. Uh, it is what it is. Again, in my in my view, sometimes you know refs aren't going to be perfect. Sometimes you got to overcome it. I know people will say ten to zero. How do you overcome that? Hey, it's got to be done. You know, not every team is going to be fully healthy. Not every team is going to get the benefit of every single call. But sometimes you got you got to overcome that. And again, but but, but you can't I, like I I I I get there's a I get sick of this next man up. You got to overcome it. Blah blah. blah. You know what? There's a reason some people are starters in this league and some people are not. But if we're going to go by, if okay. we're going to, if we're going to go by that reason, logic, then we shouldn't play the game. We shouldn't play the game reason. when they ruled out Connor Williams and Xavier Howard. If we're going to go by that, you can't no, tell me that there you, weren't, but you can't tell me there weren't opportunities to win that game. I mean, they had the ball with an opportunity to tie it in the fourth quarter. So it's not like, oh, well, Dolphins were, it, they were had no shot at all. There were opportunities to stay competitive in that game. There were opportunities to stay competitive in that game. And they did well to stay competitive in that game. That and in fact, the you know they they came up with a big drive when they needed to to stay to stay in it because and you know this was looking like at seventeen three yeah it was looking like it might be like the Buffalo game yeah this was starting to look ugly yeah and I thought they did a heck of a job to stay in the game but you know if if I'm a sports better and I'm live betting that game yeah there wasn't a point where I really thought that you know like the, the Eagles were threatened but again. Exactly. When it got to 17 17, you're like, I was like, wow, that's impressive. Like, seriously, I was like, that's impressive. I don't think the Dolphins are going to win, but this is, they've done a hell of a job just getting to here, you know, as everything's gone on. And no, there's never going to be a perfect game. There's never going to be, the officials aren't going to catch every call. You're never, you know, you're probably not going to be perfectly healthy. Nobody's going to be, everybody's got their bumps and bruises and everything. But that said, there's again, there's a reason. There's a reason some guys are all pros, and there's a reason some guys are just a guy. And you know, when you're all you know, you have an all pro sitting, that's a problem. You're facing a front line of guys who you know could be the daggone pro bowl line, seems sometimes it seems like you know, each one of them. And now you're you're going with guys, you know, you're playing your second string on three three fifths of your interior line, that's a problem. And you are at a decided disadvantage. That's just that's simple facts. And and all the you know sloganeering of that coaches like to throw and broadcast to throw around doesn't change that. You know, are the Eagles a better team right now? Yeah, that's why they're a better team right now. Like I I, I don't think that's as I don't think what that like the win injury is as detrimental against 
well, maybe Kansas City with uh, what's his name inside, but, uh, you know, most teams, it's just not as detrimental. And you're not going to get socked around like like they did. And you're not going to get socked around. You know, it's the Eagles are a better team. They are, you know, they might be the best team in the NFC because look, look at what San Francisco's looked like the last two weeks. I mean, they've had injuries as well. I mean, just I, mean, I know it's a, that's that's right. all different. Right. They've they had injuries as well, so it's, you know. they've had they've had injuries as well, and they've and they've they've also had their they also had a funky performance, you know, inexplicably funky, uh, you know, against the Jets. Um, so you know, yeah, the Dol- the Dolphins have not beaten a team that you would say is elite, and they have fallen short every single time for one reason or another when they played these teams. You know, this was one I'm. I don't. I, I, it's not like I throw completely throw out the result, but uh, like I said, I just I didn't see this one going <laughs> much yeah, better. I mean, yeah, I mean, we both. I mean, a few minutes in, I we both like, did predict the Eagles. To, we, we both did predict the Eagles to win. I predict and, more of a high scoring game on on both sides. Right. So there is that. But again, um, maybe not the most representative. Uh, view of the team because they do have multiple guys still on injury and, reserve, some guys coming back. So. so, but I think this is, but I think, yeah, the Dol- I think for the team confidence, the Dolphins ha- do need to, you know, Kansas City's coming up. They they need to, they need to, they need to be the Kansas The funny City. thing, see, the funny thing about that is, I was thinking about this before, before we started recording. I don't think the Dolphins lack for, I think they're a very, very confident team. I think they're a very, very confident team based off what they've done, um, you know, the first half of the season so far and just, you know, the environment that they – I don't think that they lack for – like, they didn't – I don't think they went in that with Xavier Howard and Connor Williams and all these guys thinking, like, we're not going to win this game. Obviously – Oh, no. Oh, no. They, guys, no but I, I'm they, saying it's more they so – They are realist. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but they're but they're still gonna go out there and compete or whatnot. Like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they went to that game thinking that they weren't gonna win because nobody. No, that's not my, that's not my point. That's not my point. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is right now they they didn't go in that game thinking they're not gonna win. They went in that game play thinking we're gonna play our asses off and you know we're gonna do the best we can like like you do every week. There is, but you know they're also. It's they're also realists. They're also about bottom line people, and they are they you know they can look at their own track record over the last year and a half since they became a you know a playoff to level team, and they can say, okay, we beat Buffalo at home early last season. Um, you know what have we done? You know we played we played them close and we got in we. They did what they did, were, were able to do with a third-string quarterback last season. But this season, um, you know, right now this season, the Chargers are probably going to make the playoffs. Maybe if they don't. Nah, charge the Chargers them. are two and four. Charger it up. That win has lost a lot of its luster since week one. Right. But, yeah. see, that's also why I picked the Dolphins that week because they're the, that's the Chargers, right? They, they, you look at their roster and you're like, yeah, this, this seems fine. And then they charger it up. Um, you know, but they've lost, they lost to Buffalo and got, got kind of drilled there and they lost to Philadelphia. I don't think they got drilled. I just, I just think yeah. they lost. And, you know, I, I think as a, as a team in game and it sometimes plays out in game um, because, you know, teams have a vibe. He, Teams said that okay, yeah, we know we're gonna get th- we know we're gonna get this back. We know we're gonna we know we're gonna do this because we've done it before. And then it's also 
We've all seen the opposite where they're like, we we know we can do this. We know we can do this. Can we? Because it's starting to go like it like it did against, you know, like it did before against other teams of this ilk. I I think, you know, it they're right now they're they're a good team, somewhere between good and very good. And that's where you have to keep them until they're until they beat what who Kate you know Casey. Well, yeah, I mean the the, who, who else on still, schedule? They're still five and two. They're still first place in right. in the, yeah. the division. They're one game out, uh, one game behind Casey for the number one seed. So the loss to the Eagles doesn't necessarily have like the far reaching implications that a loss to KC or down the line Baltimore Buffalo will have. But um, again, the the KC game becomes a lot more important. Maybe not just for the public perception, because I don't think public perception matters. Perception no. matters. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying for the reason why a lot of people were kind of questioning the Dolphins, you know, accolades and the, the the merits of their season so far. But now that you know that that's number one seed on the line potentially. I mean, you lose that game, right. you fall behind two games, whatever it may be. It becomes a lot tougher, uh, you know, to to make sure you're not in a position where you have to go on the road. I mean, I, right now I can't say that I have faith or trust in the Dolphins to win a road playoff game right now because I haven't seen them do it uh, against, you know, the caliber of opponent that they would face in the playoffs. So the best way to avoid that is to take care of your business during the regular season and win games so that you're able to host games. If they can host games at Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens in uh in, in early July, late December, and not have uh and not have to you know worry about the cold, worry about the raucous environment, not have to worry about the silent count doing silent counts, I feel a lot more confident than if they have to go to KC, if they have to go to Buffalo, if they got to go to Baltimore or wherever else it may be. Um, so again, it's just one well, that, game. You know, you don't want to react that ex- react to it, but right. you just kind of that exact thing that you just said. That that exact thing that you just said, yeah, players have a different mentality than people outside the team, but players also, you know, at, at some point they also have somewhere in the back of their mind they're kind of like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta win one of these games. So you know, when we really when it when it comes time to comes time December January January February hopefully February, uh. What they're hoping that they know this, they can do this. That th- this isn't just a, yeah, we got faith in ourselves that we can do this. But you're owing whatever against these kind of teams. You know, they the players know that, and you know that's that's why momentum. You know, momentum is real. Things happen. Things happen, and you know. You know, athletes aren't immune. And yeah, I think that KC game obviously means something for the seeding and that number one seed gets you time off, which, you know, now only one team gets and that's, and that would seem important. Get your home field. Another thing. And it's, it's also, Hey, it's another chance to show that you can do what you think you can do. And at some point you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're going to have an opportunity to do that uh, in two weeks in Germany when they face Kansas City. Uh, but first, they got to head back home, host the New England Patriots, who, at, 
two and five or, you know, still uh, looking up in the division, but they just came off a big win against Buffalo. So they can't be taken lightly for sure. All right. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, the NFL trade deadline is just one week away. The Dolphins have already made one in-season deal. Should they, will they make another? We're going to discuss that as well as give our thoughts on Dolphins page. So stay locked with us and we'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast with Dave and Neil talking all things Dolphins. Now, in the first half, we discussed the Dolphins 31-17 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, what it means short-term, long-term for Miami. Now, we're going to start looking ahead, and we have to look ahead to the NFL trade deadline, uh, October 31, next Tuesday deadline, 4 p.m. Uh, as I said before, the Dolphins have already made one trade uh, for wide receiver Chase Claypool, um, essentially uh, – a swap of late round picks to get uh, the fourth year wide receiver. He actually made his team debut on Sunday, was on special teams, uh, was on a couple offensive plays. So they're slowly bringing him into the offense. But uh, with the team that's pretty banged up, you know, some Dolphins fans have been clamoring, wondering if the Dolphins will make another move. Now they could go a few routes, as I uh, mentioned in a story that uh, posted a couple of days ago on the Miami Herald website. Uh, there's some positions where they could use a little bit of depth, you know, add a couple reinforcements. I think offensive line, obviously, we just mentioned losing a third uh, a, a third starter and as a win, uh, they can go that route. Um, I mentioned defensive line, cornerback, kind of adding some reinforcements there. Obviously, they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back soon. They just activated uh, Nick Needham from the pup list, so that's another guy on the secondary you can get there. I also mentioned the possibility of maybe trading from, the, from a position of excess, um, you know, when they're at full strength. They have a little bit of a, of a, of a log jam at running back and wide receiver. Is there a possibility that they can trade one of those guys, maybe get some picks back because they're going to need uh, to kind of restock and re, uh, stockpile their draft capital for future years? Um, in terms of making a move to bring a guy in, I don't think they need to personally. I think that uh, we just talked about how we haven't seen the full representative like version of Miami Dolphins. I think that at full strength, I still believe that they are one of the, if the most, if not the most talented team in the conference. Um, so I don't think they need to bring somebody in, unless you're talking about, um, you know, a Bradley Chubb type move that we saw last year, where you think that you're getting um, kind of a transformative player that's going to really change the 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 complexion of your offense, or your defense. Maybe they can bring in. I don't I don't know who's available, who's on the trade block, but if maybe you're talking about an offensive line that you can plug in at left guard and you say, hey. This guy is going to change the complexion of our offensive line. He's going to solidify it once we get five guys across uh, all, all five guys back or whatnot. Um, I, I don't think they need to do that because I think that, you know, at full strength, I think the offensive line showed that it's a pretty good unit. I think on the defensive line, we've sh they've uh, made some strides and made some improvements. Um, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, they're having the best uh, years of uh, years of their career in terms of pass rush. And then at, at, at secondary, I think they're going to be good once they get Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey back. I, I think that that's like when you have those two guys out there, we talked about it last week with Ramsey returning to practice it changes what you can do on defense. If there's one thing that I think we maybe can see, and it's a little tough because they have some injuries, maybe they do trade a guy where they have a little bit, I don't want to take too much depth, but they have some depth and there's just maybe the numbers game isn't working. Because again, they have to bring some of these guys back from IR eventually. You know, at some point, you know, Jalen Ramsey is going to be on the 53. Uh, Toronto Armstrong is going to be on the 53. A-Chan is going to be on the 53. And, you know, to bring a guy back, you got to make space. Um, so if I see any possible move in the next week, maybe it's that they trade a guy 
um, because they say, hey, it's just a numbers game. It's just tough to see them kind of in the plan short, short term, long term. And maybe they're able to get an extra pick. Um, but otherwise, I don't think that the Dolphins need to be buyers at the trade deadline. I think that they're in a good spot at five and two. They know that they're going to get some guys back from injury in the next month or so. Uh, and then once you get those guys back, I think that you'll really start to see the team take off and we'll, we'll see the real version of this team. What, what do you think? Um, honestly, if I, I think, you know, you obviously make, do your due diligence, as they say, make calls around, uh, and yeah, you see who's available. Um, I, I think, uh, honestly, if, if you can get, uh, a high quality interior lineman that can play in this scheme, um, that works with this scheme because all offensive linemen are not created for every scheme. Yeah. Um, and, and offensive line is obviously not fantasy football, you know. So, um, if you see if they see that, I yeah maybe go maybe go for that. I I never think you can, you can never have too many good linemen to me. But it does always like always flip it like how many teams are willing to offload quality offensive line, quality offensive line starters, even quality depth. I mean, there's not a lot of depth out there. Right. So how right. many teams are willing right. to give away depth? You know, you right. got to kind of think like you're trading away. Yeah. Yeah. But if, again, if you, you know, if you can find it, somebody needs it, somebody's doing somebody a favor, somebody just wants to, whatever, call around. If you, if you find that pers- person and there's a price there, okay. Other than that, ugh, yeah. I, I think they're good. I think they're. I don't. I don't yeah, see. I, I. I. It's just the injury. The injury. I, I don't think. You, I don't think it works. As I, the, the trade deadline does not, and trading in football does not work. In season trading in football doesn't work the same as in season trading in uh, basketball, hockey, baseball. Just, just doesn't. And yeah, it usually doesn't. I mean, I mean, at full strength, do you see any glaring holes on this team? So, like, when they get. These key guys back from IR. Do you see any position that still needs a significant upgrade? Not really. I don't and, either. Yeah, I don't either. So yeah, and yeah. So yeah, like if you're trading for you don't, want, you don't want you don't want to make a trade. You don't you don't want to make a trade just to make a trade. You don't yeah. want to never want to do that. Never want to do that. Even if you're you know one and whatever or zero oh and whatever, you don't want to do that because um, that just that just doesn't work. Yeah. Everything you had do has to have a point to it. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm, if they stamp at the trade deadline, that's fine. Uh, you know, let's and you know, let's. I think if there are roster adjustments to be made, I mean, I think you're going to wind up making. And you don't have the team you think you do. You're going to find out late in the season. Make your adjustments in the off season. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, fr- frankly, frankly, you can kind of view, you can kind of, if you want to put it this way, at least the way I'm looking at it is, you know, some of the guys that are getting back for the stretch run, it's going to be kind of like a trade deadline deal edition. I mean, they're going to get Jalen Ramsey right around the time, uh, you know, the trade deadline is he could make his debut this Sunday. He could return for the Kansas City game. Teron Armstead is eligible to return uh, for the Kansas City game. Devon H. Han is eligible to return for the Raiders game, I believe. So, uh, you know, you're getting some key guys that haven't played much of the first half of the season. 
and you've already gotten off to this five and two start. I think they're in a good place. But like you said, uh, the Dolphins general manager, Chris Greer, is always working the phones uh, for a potential deal. And we'll see what they do uh, ahead of the next week's next next week's deadline. All right. Uh, before we get out, we got to talk about Dolphins Patriots. Um, Patriots two and five, a weird year for them um, where they've just struggled a lot. But again, they kids came away with a really big win over the Buffalo Bills at home. Um, second meeting between these teams, the Dolphins won a close one score game um, last uh, a couple of week two, I believe week two. Um, but it, it was kind of a I won't say disjointed effort, but you know when you compare all of the offenses uh, performances over the course of the season, um, this was one where we did see uh, New England able to make some stops. They, however, are without a couple of key defenders. Matt Judon, Christian Gonzalez, both on IR, both starters who played in week two, but they won't be playing now. Um, you know, this team is kind of night and day at home compared to on the road. You know, when they're at home, uh, we've seen them against Denver, uh, against Carolina, against the Giants. We've seen them, and again, those are kind of bottom feeder opponents, but we've seen them play very, very well and look more like themselves. Um, even against a divisional opponent, I expect more of that. I expect kind of more of that, you know, high flying offense. I think the defense, again, they gave up 31 points, but I was kind of cautiously optimistic about what I saw from them. Um, Jalen Ramsey could make his debut. That's a possibility. Maybe they get Xavier Howard back. I think that, I mean, that place would go crazy if they get Ramsey uh, out there um, at Howard Rock for his first game with Xavier Howard. Um, Again, I think this is one of those games where, you know, the Patriots, even though they came away with a big win against Buffalo, um, I, I don't think that, you know, they match up well with the Dolphins. I don't think they really have over the past couple of years um, or so. Um, I, I think the Dolphins kind of win this game handedly, uh, probably, you know, 30 to 20 type of game. And they kind of get back on track ahead of what, you know, the game that we're really looking forward to, the game that I think will be a lot more telling as to the type of team, that, or what team this is. In uh, Germany facing the Chiefs, but I think they take care of business and we kind of transition into uh, one of the biggest games of the year uh, for Miami. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've noticed you know the past couple of years the Patriots have kind of you know they've given them problems on de- uh, defense, and I expect they'll do so again. Um, they, you know. Belichick didn't just forget how to coach or anything. Yeah. And uh uh and the Dolphins will be without A Chan also, and they were without him believing. Yeah, he didn't he didn't play much. He right. I think he, he was he, active for week two, but he didn't was, play much. Was he was he, yeah, it was so yeah. um so it's kind of the same. I mean, in that way, the same unit. Uh Jeff Wilson back. Uh, Yep, he, so, didn't really play, he didn't really play much in the first game, uh, in his first game back against the Eagles, but, you know, could have, see a bigger role. Yeah. Um, I like the Dolphins, like, 28-17 in this one. Um, I, I, I mean, I just think they're the better team, and I think they'll make they'll make that – at some point, they'll make some play defensively that, it, you know, gives them a short field or gives them, you know, a relatively – you know, cheap touchdown, and that that will be the you know that that'll cause the separation that kind of takes you know ends the competitive phase of the game. Uh, so, yeah, um, I mean, Hard Rock yeah, is I, turning. I don't have the exact stats. I was looking for it on my phone. I don't have the exact 
stat off the top of my head, but I think they're like 15 and two or 16 and two in their last games at Hard Rock. So, I mean, players have said it's kind of developing into its own little, uh, you know, home field, home crowd advantage, home field advantage, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I mean, they, they're, they're markedly better at home compared to away from home. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, I, the, the Patriots, they, you know, they played, they played their butts off against the Buffalo last week. I uh, watched that game um, kind of piecemeal and actually watched kind of the second half, I think, solid. And uh, yeah, they looked, they played their stuff, but Buffalo kind of did that funky thing that Buffalo can do. They, you know, they kind of played out to love their competition. Yeah, you know, they kind of messed around, and then it's like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, now we're going to win the game, and then, then no, you're not. You know, you got to give up a, you know, seventy-five yard drive with, or you know, with a fifty-yard pass, right when you don't need to. And it, it's Buffalo showed exactly why it's hard to trust them as good as as good as their record has been over the last few years, and, and as, as good as, as they've shown themselves to be in, in, to in be moments. at times. Yeah it's you don't you don't trust them you just don't and um so i mean i I don't think the patriots are as bad as they looked the you know previous weeks when they're getting outscored like you know eight to three or something like that yeah but i don't think they're as good as they looked against buffalo so uh yeah yeah i just think this is a basic game you know um division game it's going to be a tough one you know Dolphins at home. Uh, Patriots will shut shut a few things down that you know the Dolphins would like to get, but the Dolphins are still going to have they they can do a whole lot of they can hurt you so many different ways. They're going to hurt the Patriots, and they're going and they're going to score you know an up to win like I say twenty eight seventeen I think. Yeah, I mean uh, week two obviously in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium, Dolphins won twenty four to seventeen. Actually came down to the last drive. Uh, Mike Kosecki just stopped a little bit short. Uh, right. as you as you uh you know you watched the game last week he scored the game winning touchdown uh so he's kind of kind of helped the, helped the Dolphins there helped his old <laughs> team there uh, he's kind of finding his groove in, in New England and it'll be his first game uh back since departing Tua five and zero against Bill Belichick and the Patriots has not lost to them in games that he started so you have that's, that what for whatever whatever and, you think and, it matters for it, and, he, he, and he played them all by himself right. Yeah, I mean, just one against eleven offense. Uh, hey. Yeah, I, I, QB <laughs> records. Just, like, just throw, just throw on that stat out there again. The yeah, Dolphins right. hosting the New England Patriots uh, this weekend. All right, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins and Bet Podcast. I want to thank you guys as always for tuning in. Quick reminder: as always, subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, as well subscribe to the Miami Herald. We have Mike McDaniel. To a tongue of our low, as well as other players speaking on Wednesday. So definitely stay locked uh, to the Miami Herald website for all your Dolphins updates. We'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See ya. Bye, y'all.